Welcome to the Buff Show, 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Answer Orlando, broadcasting in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio tonight. Catch us on all your favorite podcasting sites. Also, check out thebuffshow.com for show information, past interviews, and I'll also be hosting, I'll be the MC for Pray for Our Leaders 4 in Orlando. Make sure to go to thebuffshow.com, click on more information about that. Admission is free. We'd love to have you there. Just bring canned goods because this is an event for action. So that's a good thing. Also, no accountability for the Afghanistan situation. The dust has settled in Congress. They're already moving on to bankrupting the country through radical spending plans that help their socialist agenda, but no accountability. Here we are impeaching Donald Trump over a phone call to Ukraine, just asking about the Biden corruption, which was evidentially rampant. And a phone call got us hearings. We had Russia, Russia, Russia. We had Ukraine, 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 January 6th, January 6th. We have all these things on President Donald Trump, but no accountability. 13 dead soldiers, many Americans left behind, no accountability whatsoever for anyone, just worthless hearings. We have to bring on a special guest to talk about this. You've heard him on the show before. He's awesome. From the Heritage Foundation's James Carafano on the Buff Show back with us. I had to bring you on, James. Thanks for joining us. Hey, great to be with this, you. You wrote this excellent piece on three reasons the Afghanistan it, it was a hearings were a disaster, right? The hearings. We we know Afghanistan was a disaster, yeah. but I love your article. We're going to post this on our on our page. Three reasons why the hearing was a disaster. James, let's dive into it. Well, no you know, accountability. I, well, I so before we start with the how do you hold people accountable, let's let's be clear on who did what wrong because that's a good place okay. to start, right? Because normally you don't start with the judge saying here's the sentence and he goes, oh yeah, what was what crime are you accused of? So so I and I think well, I try to explain the article and unpack for people because I I don't think it was clear at all. I thought those hearings were just a complete partisan mess. Was who who did what wrong? And there's there's kind of three buckets here. So one is Biden, who's the commander in chief. And and what he did wrong was he made all the decisions that got people killed, that abandoned 38 million Afghans, that made America the embarrassment of the world, that jeopardized interests and empowered China, that laid the foundations for the next 9-11. That's all on him. He made bad decisions as president. And I think there's a, a ton of evidence for that. And there and there, I think there were some things that, that came out in the hearing that even reinforced that. So when you say, well, what did our president do wrong? He was a bad president. I mean, he was, you know, channeling Jimmy Carter, making really, really bad decisions. Not a crime, not impeachable, but a disaster. Okay, so that's one basket. Well, what did the what did the senior military leaders did wrong? You had the Secretary of Defense um, and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the senior military commander for the theater there. Um, and look, they got a tough job. And look, I was in the military for 25 years. I I saw senior. I was there with meetings when they did these testimonies, and so I know it's a tough job. And on the one hand, you want them to be able to talk to their president and trust and confidence, you know, so you can have honest and frank exchanges. Uh, and because you want them to give their honest military advice. But on, on the other hand, it is not their job to carry the political water for the president. 
They're not there to provide political cover for the president. They're there to follow lawful orders, give the best military advice, and command the men and women underneath them. That They're not there to act like surrogates for the president defending his policy. That's the president's job. And, and this is where I think that the, the senior military leaders have really failed us. Um, I, you know, from the beginning, they were essentially parroting the president's talking points. And even in their testimony, they were trying to make excuses for the president. Uh, so and, and I think that's just wrong. And essentially, they're, they're crossing over from being generals to being political actors. And, that, and we don't pay them to do that. that. That's not their job. It's not part of their training. Uh, it's certainly not healthy and constructive for, for, uh, for the military service. So that, I think as professionals, they failed us. And, and the third bucket is I think Congress failed us because what the hearings didn't do was clearly explain to the American people what happened and why. I mean, you, you know, Democrats and Republicans were both upset about Afghanistan, but then then the whole rest of the hearing, it was all about trying to prove, you know, the other guys, people were a problem. You know, so the Democrats tried to blame everything from, uh, you know, ancient empires to the Trump administration, you know, Republicans were just kind of hammering on, on Biden. And so you didn't get the timeline. You don't get the context of what happened. So you can't really connect the dots. And, and I think the only thing that can really, really do that for us is, is to have like what we did after 9-11, have a nonpartisan, independent investigation to lay out the timeline and, and exactly show who said what and what the outcome of that was. So we understand what happened, what the problem is, where we are and what we face going forward. So I thought the hearings were a disaster. So if I were an American, I would come out of there saying, yeah, somebody should be held accountable for this mess. Well, that's what I look at, because let's take one aspect of it when it came to the recommendation of 2,500 troops remaining. It seemed to be holding, it seemed to be working pretty good doing that. And the general said that they told the president that was their recommendation. Whereas Biden said, not that he can recall that was ever told to him. So somebody's lying and we don't get to the bottom. These hearings, right. Jim, these yeah. hearings drive me crazy because it's almost theater for the camera just to get a soundbite right. on the news. Yeah. What you have to know, getting to the problem. Right. What you have to know is exactly what did you tell the president and when did you tell him that and what was his response? That's the only thing that. So, you know, how you say these things is a big difference. You know, so for example, you could say, we need, um, do this evacuation, we need 5,000 troops. Well, you can't have them. Well, okay, sir, we'll do the best we can what we have. Or you could say, Mr. President, we need 5,000 troops to do this. If you do not authorize that, our professional assessment is, is that the mission will likely fail. We won't get everybody out. We'll likely take casualties and, and the evacuation could be a failure. Now, I just said the same thing, but I said it in two very, very different ways. Um, one way essentially allows gives the president to get out of jail free card. So uh, we think we need 5,000 troops. Well, you're not going to have them. Okay, well, we'll do the best we can. Well, if I was a leader, I'd say, oh, well, yeah, it sounds like everything's going to be fine. So we didn't get that kind of clarity. And and I think the, the chiefs intentionally didn't want to do that because they they – they're, they've, they've been providing political cover for the president, so it, it doesn't make it absolutely crystal clear that the bad decisions were his and the consequences of those bad decisions are absolutely his. 
They are, and he said the buck stops with him, but then he goes, it's all Trump's fault. Exactly. I mean, it's just empty words, just empty words, and yet soldiers died. We had people die. The uh, Turns out we found out that one of the, the suicide bomber who killed our soldiers was actually released by the Taliban out of Bagram. Right. I mean, this goes so many levels deep when we talk about the disaster that was the planning process. I mean, like you said, you're telling me not one general with all their years of experience said this might be a bad idea to do it this way. That can't be possible. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, this gets to uh, how, how does this happen? And this is essentially the, the president's strategy. It, it doesn't matter if it's inflation or the border or Afghanistan or any number of other problems, they do the same. They, they have one way of dealing with a crisis management. They lie. They make excuses. They expect the media and the pundits and their supporters in Congress to cover for them. And then they wait to the news cycle changes and then they move on. They do this every time. Here's the problem in Afghanistan, though. And, and I would agree with them. I think the news cycle has moved on from Afghanistan. But I don't think the problems of Afghanistan are going away. We st still have hostage and refugee issues. We're, we're going to have terrorism issues. Um, the encroachment of China is going to be destabilizing the region. These things are going to come back and hammer the administration over and over and over again throughout their terms. So they may think Afghanistan's in the rearview mirror, but it's in the rearview mirror like in Jurassic Park, you know, when the With the dinosaur Rex chasing you. <laughs> Objects are closer than they appear. No, you're absolutely right. And I like at the top of the segment where you said pre-9-11 kind of activities, these guys don't just like sitting there abusing women. They are planning. They plan for the future. One thing about Islamic terrorism, they are very patient. And when they have the ability, the weapons, the funding to build for a future attack, their mission is to destroy the West. You think that they're happy right now and just going to sit back and take it easy? I mean, and this is one of the key issues I've been, I think one of the most critical things that the Biden policies have opened up to us is the next 9-11. And, and the reason for that is we, we already know Al-Qaeda is going back into Afghanistan. We know the Haqqani network that support them are there. We know that these organizations are absolutely committed, radical Islamist extremists. They have to recover their honor from 20 years at the, of humiliation from the United States from being kicked out of Afghanistan to, to demonstrate that they are blessed by God, that, that their movement is justified, that they are back and as powerful as ever. To humiliate us, they have to go back to Afghanistan. They have to plan the next 9-11 from Afghanistan, and they have to make sure the entire world knows that they did that. That's the only thing that will redeem them. And you better believe that that's on their mind, and they will do this if they can get away with it. But the problem is, is not only has the administration demolished our ability to have visibility and go after those guys, so we have no offense, but we have no defense. We have no border security of over probably 2 million people illegally already in the country. You can just walk a team across the southern border. We have the Department of Justice, the FBI, Department of Homeland Security um, being ordered 
by this White House to go after the president's political enemies. So it's it's okay to investigate and hound parents in PTA meetings. Well, look, those are all resources that are not going out and looking for terrorists. So we've dismantled Homeland Security. At the same time, we've dismantled our ability to go after the terrorists. At the same time, we've given the terrorists the means and the motivation to plan the next 9-11. This just does not end well for, for well, I would say for this administration. But the sad thing is, is the, the blowback is going to come on us. I mean, it's everyday Americans that, that suffer the consequences of these really horrifically bad choices from the White House. Excellent. You said it correctly. That's right. We live in a strange time where a parent concerned about their child education is more of a threat than an Afghan terrorist. That's the situation we live in right now. More concerned about a Democrat who doesn't go along with the agenda than somebody coming here illegally across the border. Unbelievable times we're living. Everybody check out James Carafano on the Heritage Foundation. James, once again, great insight. Thank you for joining us on The Buff Show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having such a great show, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. All right. I appreciate you saying that. We'll be right back right here on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Hi, Matt Buff from The Buff Show. I am pleased to invite you to pray for our leaders for this will be this Sunday at 6 p.m. at Encounter Orlando, 608 South Orange Avenue. Great speakers coming there. Registration is free. Click the link in the description to register. It's free to go to this. However, we do ask people to bring non-perishable foods, clothes, and Bibles to be donated. This is an event of action. And yours truly, Matt Buff, I will be in seeing the event, and I look forward to seeing you there. Pray for our leaders for Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Welcome back to The Buff Show, 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Answer Orlando. Great to have you rolling along. My name's Matt Buff, your host. Check us out on Facebook.com slash The Buff Show Orlando. Also on all your favorite podcasting sites, iHeartRadio, iTunes, anywhere you'd like to get your podcast, that's where you can find The Buff Show. So we got a special guest on with us. She was just recently appointed commissioner by Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, commissioner Holly Mary Rasheen joins us on The Buff Show. Great to have you, Holly. Thank you. And just call me Holly. Okay, good. That's a whole bunch of stuff right there. So good. We can go with Holly. <laughs> All right. So glad to have you on the show. Recently appointed commissioner. Um, tell us what happened with that there. And Governor Ron DeSantis personally appointed you. Yes, and thank you so much, and and welcome to uh, all the listeners. And unfortunately, our, our good friend and wonderful community supporter and servant, public servant, uh, Commissioner Mike Forster, succumbed to COVID. And he was just a, 
a friend to the Florida Keys. He was always there stepping up to the plate if the community needed anything. And unfortunately, he contracted the virus, was was fully vaccinated and uh, was on a, a ventilator for a number of weeks. And finally, like I said, um, we lost him uh, going on a month ago. And so that opened up a commission seat. And I had formerly served the community as a state representative in the state legislature, in the state house. And, uh, you know, know the issues, know our, our, our community relatively well and put my name in, in the hat and Governor DeSantis, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for uh, his appointment. Well, that is that is good to hear. Sorry to hear about your predecessor. Even though he was fully vaccinated, we still have to take care of our immune systems, people. The vitamin D and the zinc. We've just had a doctor on right before you, Holly. And that is something that I want to stress to the audience, not just with COVID, but with any virus. I mean, you got to take care of the immune system. And unfortunately, he was a little older. And God rest his soul and God bless his family. And you actually came into this position being a representative before here in the state of Florida. Wasn't that District 5? Actually, so that's my current district in the county commission, but I represented the best district in the Florida House, District 120, which was all of the fabulous Florida Keys in southern Miami-Dade County for eight years. Okay, I'm in District 7, so I'll have to disagree with you a little bit about that. Seminole County area. We love it here, but no, the Keys are beautiful in the Everglades, so very cool stuff. And um, then you went on to really focus on conservation in the state of Florida and uh, with Ashbrit, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so after I termed out in the House, I, I pivoted to the private sector. I'd actually served the state of Florida as a former staffer as well and, you know, worked on, on the public side of things. And so I thought, you know, I need to try out something different. It's sort of a, a turn in my, my life's path and let's try something new. And now I am the government relations director for Ashbrit, which is a nationwide emergency response company. We respond to hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, fires. We have recently started doing a lot of work in the COVID space, whether it's vaccine sites, monoclonal antibody injections. We can set, excuse me, we can set up temporary hospitals. I mean, we're really a, a turnkey company that specializes in all things disaster related. And this current pandemic is, is, is something. Let me ask you about the monoclonal treatments, because the federal government, uh, the Biden administration has been really kind of hammering Florida on funding for monoclonal treatments. They're all in on vaccines, but for other treatments people want to get, they've been hampering that. What has your organization seen and how have you guys combated that? Well, I think that's unfortunate because the, the antibody treatment has shown to be very beneficial to folks, whether they're vaccinated or not, that contract the virus and have more extreme symptoms. And so we have done a lot of work in a number of states, Florida included, um, we're up in Virginia and Texas and then, you know, in, in many other uh, critical areas. And it, it's, it's something that I think needs to be uh, promoted. And hopefully uh, the federal government will allow states to sort of maintain or, or move in this space as they see fit. Are you guys actually setting up the sites? What are you guys doing for this? Yeah, so our, our niche is to be turnkey. So we find the site, 
we you know locate the the area of need we staff the site and um, work on the supply chain issues so we are a one-stop shop when it comes to uh, to this uh, incredible breakthrough have you helped uh, governor DeSantis with this because he was really pushing this to be set up around the Florida is this your company that did that yeah so we're one of the companies there's a number of organizations that are that are doing the work but but Ashford is is one of the leading companies and we uh, we are very grateful to the state of Florida for the opportunity again to provide this life-saving therapy no that's great to hear and besides despite the federal government trying to to hamper this what has governor DeSantis and the people of Florida done to help you guys well, I think just showing up, you know, it, it's a, um, I don't know exactly the fee structure, the nuance, you know, the nuances there, but the governor has done an amazing job championing this therapy. He's set up sites all over the, all over Florida, central Florida, north Florida, south Florida, the coasts. He's really, really covered uh, critical areas and, you know, we, ne we need to be doing more. We need to get ahead of this thing. And, and again, the antibody treatment has, has shown to be very, very successful. We need to keep, keep the uh, pedal to the metal. Well, despite having the oldest population in the country, Florida's actually done pretty well by drawing down the numbers and keeping our hospitals free. I mean, just by giving people an education on other stuff besides just vaccines. I think you guys have done a good job with that. And it's really shown in the data. Thank you. And, and I think, you know, it's under the strong leadership of government uh, of Governor DeSantis. You know, he's sort of taken a, a different um, turn, if you will, or, or a different take on on this whole thing, kept, kept our economy strong, kept our state open, kept our schools open as a mother to a fourth grader. I'm very grateful for his leadership on that front. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's great. I have a fifth grader myself and then a uh, eighth grader and somebody in college. And so we want to make sure those kids stay free and they can breathe too. <laughs> so it's, a good yeah. thing. it's awesome. Now, do you know his wife, Casey? I do. I do. And my prayers and my, my healing vibes and good vibes and, and thoughts are with the first lady. I mean, it was devastating. I read that and I got the, um, the statement from the governor and my heart just broke. She's so vivacious and lovely and outgoing and just a fantastic partner to our wonderful governor. And I was just like I said, heartbroken. I wrote her a card. I sent it up to uh, to the Capitol and I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. She's such a young lady and, and there's always concern out there when you get a diagnosis at a, at a younger age that it, it could, you know, be an issue. And so just lots of prayers. I'm sure she's getting the best care she can and will will overcome this huge, huge obstacle. Well, we're, our prayers are with her. She seems like a wonderful lady, but I, I just wanted to ask you because I know you've met her and uh, especially working with the governor. It's hard for him to stay focused on everything. So he needs good people around him. And uh, when he's dealing with this at home and hopefully she'll have a speedy recovery and a, and a good recovery. That's what we're all rooting for here on the Buff Show. Yeah, fingers crossed. And again, she's just such a compliment to to him. You know, she's always by his side. They have three young children and she she's a, def, a force of her own. Absolutely. And I know she likes working 
with him on a lot of these issues. Like you said, very vivacious. For you, Holly, um, what's your plans for commission? I mean, how long has it been since you've been back in public life? Gosh, you know, it's it hasn't even been a year. And I yeah. did not anticipate going back into the in public life, if you will. I love public service. It was one of my favorite things that I've ever done um, in my life. It wasn't really a job to me. It was just kind of a calling. And I, uh, again, this, this appointment has been very bittersweet because we lost a wonderful public servant. But, you know, as you know, government must go on and, and life mm -hmm. must go on. And so I'm very excited to pick up where Mike left off. He was a, a huge proponent of the environment, uh, of our employees, of our labor force in the Keys. We, we suffer from an incredibly difficult workforce housing situation in the Keys. And so he was a champion on that front. Uh, traffic in the Keys, as you know, we have one highway. It's the, the uh, life of the lifeblood, if you will, of our community. So we have a lot of challenges with that. And, and again, he had a lot of irons in the fire and I'm gonna honor his legacy and, and work hard on those. When it comes to the Florida Keys, the trees, the landscape, the land, the red tide, the, just everything that we have to deal with here, how much is that your office versus the federal government? Do we really take care of that a lot, a lot of that stuff here in Florida on our own? So I think it's a combination. So to combat these these crises, if you will, red tide, uh, our coral reef is is under attack in the Keys. It's you know on life support right now. Water quality, the Everglades, all of that. I think it, it has to be tackled at all levels of government. Um, certainly, at uh, under President Trump, he made Lake Okeechobee and and the releases there a priority. Getting the Herbert Hoover Dyke uh, sped up which is gonna help with, with a lot of that water pollution. Uh, so that's the federal government. The state government, uh, Governor DeSantis, right out of the gate, also on the campaign trail, made the environment and Florida's natural resources a priority of his. And he continues to do that every day. Uh, constantly, he's coming out with new announcements regarding resources that are being funneled to these issues. He makes it a priority in our state budget. The legislature backs him up and, and um, you know, obviously we can even take it to the next level. And I have a feeling that that is coming. And then on the local level now and at the county level, we are uh, working diligently alongside our state and our federal partners to make sure that we're leveraging those funds correctly, that we're not just, you know, you know what, away the money that we are being <laughs> right. stewards of, of the taxpayer dollars, because, you know, throwing money at something isn't always the, the right policy, right? It's never the right policy. But if you are targeted and and spend those funds at, at appropriate levels and on appropriate projects, we're really starting to see a payoff in the keys. Our nearshore waters are improving. Uh, slowly but surely, our coral reef is is coming back to life. And, uh, and of course, the Everglades Restoration Project is a modern marvel. Well, that's amazing. Holly Rasheen, Commissioner, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for keeping Florida beautiful, kind, and healthy with the monoclonal treatments. That's a good thing. Um, people are taking those as preventatives, too, which is great. So I know you got a lot of work you're doing, but we really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Matt, so much, and I look forward to being on your show again. Yeah, we got to get you back and talk more about these projects specifically. I just wanted to introduce you to the audience today here in Central Florida. And uh, we God bless you and the work you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
All right, Holly, Merrill, Rasheen, everybody, Commissioner, and we will be right back right here on The Buff Show. You stay with us. Veritas Tactical, Tactical. a family and law enforcement-owned company where you can get custom-built ARs with purpose-built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Sig Sauer, Smith & Wesson, and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Coating services, laser engraving and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000. 407-309-3000. And at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. On Saturday, October 30th, join Christians from all over Florida for the revival event of the year. The Black Robe Regiment is restoring faith and a fighting spirit in America. Be part of this new movement in an evening filled with inspiring music and powerful speakers, including Jenny Frederickson, pastor at Church of the Savior in Orlando, Florida, U.S. Senate candidate Louis Miguel, U.S. House candidate Tayeri Apia, Florida House candidate Drake Words and U.S. House candidate Willie Montague. The event runs from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Saturday, October 30th at the Lake Eola Amphitheater in Orlando. Admission is free. Contact The Buff Show at info at thebuffshow.com for more information. Welcome back to The Buff Show, 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Answer Orlando. Got a big event to talk about. You probably have already heard the commercials playing on The Buff Show. It's the Black Robe Regiment Revival, Lake Eola Amphitheater, Orlando, October 30th, 5 to 8 p.m. The guest list of speakers is growing rapidly. Visit thebuffshow.com to find out more information about this. And we're going to bring on right now one of our one of our special guests for the Black Robe Regiment Revival. This is Pastor Jenny Fredrickson. She's going to be speaking there. She's been speaking a lot of events, which are really cool. She's pastor at Church of the Savior. Jenny, thanks for joining us tonight on The Buff Show. Uh, it's honor. It's honor to be on your show. It's honor to participate in uh, our uh, community and to bring difference because um, we fall in love with this country because we're like uh, uh, immigrants. We came here. We didn't speak English. We didn't any know any culture, anything, but we came and we fell in love and we fell in love. I came here 20 years ago, more than 20 years. And, um, but I want to say that it's, it's different now than it was before. And because of that, <laughs> because of that, we would like to um, be with the community and help. Can you what talk about we- your family? Can you talk about your family history, where you guys came from and why you left? Um, I am from Kazakhstan originally. My father was from Russia. We're all speaking Russian. It's like a farmer Soviet Union. Um, It's different republics. And uh, when I uh, came to United States, that I uh, actually God found me. Jesus is came to my life and and saved me. And um, it's all started then. (laughs) And then um, I always wanted to live in America because my grand. uh, parents um, escaped revolution and uh, lived in America for a while. 
But then uh, they came back when Stalin called us uh, back and they all basically got killed them, you know. Oh so, but uh, we still have uh, stories about great America. Uh, and I was dreaming to live in America. I, I was like, when I was a teenager, I was saying, I'm going to go to America. I'm going to live there. Everybody laughed at me because it was Soviet Union. It was like Cold War and you really could not even think of it. <laughs> but um, God amazing. He brought me here and also found me. As, and now he's my Lord and Savior. And that's the, it's a short story, but it's a long life. A short story, but a long life. That's an excellent way to put that. <laughs> You've grown in your faith in America. The last thing you want to see is a socialist country. Never want to see. Because you have country. firsthand knowledge of what yeah. can happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know that when you have no say so, you know, when my, uh, I have an uncle that actually that was a, a very uh, famous, uh, um, uh, he was a, a, like an interpreter, he was a, a teacher at university, but he also served in KGB. And, uh, and you would think that he had a great career and everything, but then when he started to know a lot, it just like a black uh, van came for him and we never seen him again. It was you know, and it's all over the place was like that, you know, it was all controlling and whatever, you know, you would not be able to have life like we we have here in America, for sure, that's, which is freedom right. supposed to be taken away right now. So we don't want that. Well, that's why we need this event more than ever. The DOJ is looking at bringing in that KGB to arrest parents. <laughs> Yeah. Who are protesting at school boards. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if they'll disappear in a black van, but it's a start. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is start. And then because we are believers and we actually as a church, um, we have a, a main church in Kyrgyzstan and our main and senior pastor is Vasily Kusin. And then he, we have a lot of churches and uh, actually when there's this quarantine and a little bit prior, we started pray daily. We pray morning and evening every day, not skipping one day for the country, for the people, for their uh, new men and women as a uh, generation that will raise up as a man uh, uh, and woman of God and will lead this country where it's supposed to be when this uh, country started and founded, you know. And then uh, I think that uh, the, our main thing is a scripture based. It's a second Chronicles 714. When uh, uh, God says that if our people that called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that he will hear from heaven, forgive his uh, their sins and will heal the land. So I, that's why the main idea for this event is that's what it, you know, we would like to people lift up for prayer, lift up for action, not to be like ignorant and just not to be involved in anything. The church is actually slacking. They they should not. They should participate. They should be involved. They should be influencing. Where's your church located? The Church of the Savior? Uh, it's a downtown Orlando. It's a, it's actually a, a church street. So we church on the church street. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Right on church street. Not hard to find. So very cool. No. No, why did you feel, 
Why, why did you feel it was important to get involved in the Black Robe Regiment Revival coming up on October 30th, 5 to 8 p.m., Lake Eola Amphitheater? The Buff Show will be there, but Jenny will be there, and I bet this is going to be a phenomenal speech. You guys don't want to miss this, but what made you want to get involved? Well, actually, because like I mentioned prior that we started prayer, we praying almost for two years. And actually, that was an idea that God told us to to do that. Uh, we actually done this event just like that last uh, October with it. But we didn't do much um, advertising. But this time that when God spoke to us, we invite Luis Miguel, we invite Drake, we invite uh, Willie that so that they can participate so we can do it together. So we organize this event. We uh, they're, uh, basically negotiate with Lake Yola. We did all this preparation things that so that anybody can come and, and pray with us because we can talk a lot. But unfortunately, Christians do not pray much. They three minutes and they tired. But we actually challenge you to pray with that at least for one hour. <laughs> it's just it's gonna be a phenomenal event. The buff show, I will be there. And awesome. it's gonna, we are getting the word out as best we can. And we do want to get a big crowd of people out there because a lot of Americans are scared right now. <clears throat> yeah. And when we laughed earlier about the school board, that's a nervous yeah. laugh, right? Mm -hmm. That's a oh my god, I can't believe this is happening laugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, it, it's amazing. I would never, never in my head even imagine that would happen. I would never, never. <laughs> yeah. Forced vaccines on businesses. We are living in a, in a society right now where we need God's intervention. Amen. And the power of prayer that you talked about in Colossians, the power of prayer when more people gather in his name, humbly Amen. gather in God's name, Mm -hmm. We can make change in this land, but it also yes. takes action. And that's why we yeah. host events like these. You mentioned Drake Wirtz. We endorse Drake Wirtz, Willie Montague, Louis Miguel. It's going to be a great set of speakers. Who else is going to be there? What else can we look forward to? I think there is uh, a gentleman, Nelson. I don't know him personally, but he was, uh, in, um, uh, uh, Luis Miguel was talking about him. So I, I think that I will meet him prior that event. But um, but I look forward for, for this man of God also not only give a word, but pray with everybody and worship with everybody. Our Lord Jesus. It's going to be a phenomenal event. They, did you have it last year at the amphitheater? Yes, we or, did. Okay. We did on the 31st of October. We actually did it. But uh, we Halloween. didn't uh, do much. Yeah, we didn't do much advertising. And so, but it was very successful that in uh, the people were coming out of their condos, coming down and, uh, and was so happy thinking that, that, that first for so many years, somebody worshiped God on Lake Yola. And they expect they wanted us to do it again, but we didn't. They didn't let us to do it on Christmas. That Lake Yola uh, administration. They said, "Oh, it's only for community." I said, "We could not figure out what is a community because we are community. We belong to City of Orlando. We're community." So I don't. I we really until this day don't know what does that means. You know? Did they put you on Halloween to mess with you? That's my question. <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, we were trying to, that, and we want to keep continue to do that so we can, you know, be uh, a part of, you know, the community and life. We put this on the buffshow.com. We put it on there. 
um, where they can see the flyer. Where else can they go to find out more about this event? It is on Facebook. Uh, it's actually under Church of the Savior. And then also that it's uh, on a page for Luis Miguel and uh, uh, Mr. Drake and uh, Mr. Willie on their sites, also that uh, on their um, blogs, you know, that where they post their information and should be available anywhere. And then also going to be advertising on uh, uh, Z88.3 uh, that we're going to have that advertising too. Um, okay, so, good. So on the Christian Music Station. Yes, music. Yeah, Christian Music Station. Yeah. And of course, you can hear the ads on the Buff Show on 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Answer Orlando. So a lot more publicity this year. Should be a phenomenal event. And the speaker Mm -hmm. list is great. We're very excited about that. And Mm -hmm. we want to see the Holy Spirit move because our society, Jenny, is trying to push God out as much as possible. Last word to you. They're trying to push God out. And who does God call? when they're trying to push him out of the, out of the society. The church. So the people who call themselves Christian, they're supposed to get up and wake up and do something because God says the church is supposed to be pillars and foundation of truth. And the pillars is, was the uh, areas where uh, all the laws were uh, announced before the people, before the crowd. So actually church is supposed to be number one element that influencing, not to be afraid to say the truth, not to be afraid to speak the truth. Otherwise, the, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be failure like we see, you know. <laughs> We're not Another, motivational speakers. We're talking about the sin when it's a pedophilia sin is a sin. If it's a, the, uh, uh, like their homosexuality is sin, you, nothing you can do with that. But we can help people to understand that. And whoever wants to follow God will. Amazing stuff. And that is exactly right. And don't you force your vaccine on me either. <laughs> no, no, no vaccine. No, no forcing. No. Mm-mm. That's no, right. No. Talking about talking about sin is the only way to address it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Jenny Fredrickson, thank you so much for coming on the Buff Show. We're going to be talking to you more throughout the month as we get closer to the, the event. I want everybody to check it out. The Black Robe Regiment Revival, Lake Eola Amphitheater, October 30th. 5 to 8 p.m. You can join us. It's a free event. Come by and uh, say hi to Jenny and all the other guests that we're going to be bringing on the Buff Show. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, You're welcome. It's an honor. Thank you. Pleasure speaking to you all. Pleasure speaking to you as well. All right. There you have that. We'll be right back with more right here on the Buff Show. On Saturday, October 30th, join Christians from all over Florida for the revival event of the year. The Black Robe Regiment is restoring faith and a fighting spirit in America. Be part of this new movement in an evening filled with inspiring music and powerful speakers, including Jenny Fredrickson, pastor at Church of the Savior in Orlando, Florida, U.S. Senate candidate Luis Miguel, U.S. House candidate Tayeri Apia, Florida House candidate Drake Words and U.S. House candidate Willie Montague. The event runs from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Saturday, October 30th at the Lake Eola Amphitheater in Orlando. Admission is free. Contact The Buff Show at info at thebuffshow.com for more information. 
A boring website can make your company look really bad. (sighs) Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first call. JJC Marketing is located right here in Sanford, and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed. Get better results. Call 321-765-7710 or visit them at jjcmarketingsolutions.com. I'm somebody now! JJC Marketing Solutions. Welcome back to The Buff Show. We are in the last segment this evening, but that's okay because we are going to keep the excitement rolling. You are tired of being shut down on social media. You're tired of being censored. You're tired of your thoughts about any COVID situation being ignored. You're sick and tired of it. We've introduced you to new sites. We got a new one for you today. This is going to be very awesome. I want to bring on the audio line the spokesperson for Free Space, Free Space app. Carl Higby, welcome to the Buff Show. Great to have you. Well, I appreciate it. I, uh, I'm, I'm involved in the platform. I can't take all the credit for being the spokesman. We got uh, people who far outrank me over there on that. Yeah, that's always the case. But <laughs> I was introduced to you as, as maybe a spokesman. How, the, how about yeah. that? Well, he's a spokesman for Free Space. I'll take that. I'm going to put it on my resume and the checks in the mail. Yeah, then you're welcome for that. And thank you for the check in the mail. So I saw the press release by Dr. Ben Carson. Is he working with you guys on this? Because he was promoting this platform pretty heavily. He is. He is. We're fortunate enough to have the good doctor on board. Okay, very good. Let's jump in and talk about the platform. We know why you did it, right? Free speech under attack in America. Talk to us about the platform. Well, you know, it's the platform is much like uh, it's uh, we don't ever want to say we're you know going to beat Facebook or going to beat Twitter. We just want to offer people an alternative because like, here's the thing. We're never going to censor you unless you're like threatening people or, you know, doing things that are, are you know, not even appropriate in a rated R movie. Like we're not going to censor that. We encourage all debate and I, what, what what people are sick and tired of, I mean, look, look, the, 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 the liberal side of, of this argument is that they're very happy on Facebook because they're not experiencing the censorship and things like that. We want those same people on our platform because we want to encourage a fair and even debate across both aisles. Now, if you are out there as a conservative, you've experienced the fact that you might post something, oh, I don't know, about the vaccine it gets taken down or it gets a banner or something like that. But if you're a liberal and you're supportive of, of a talking point that is approved by the, the liberal machine, oftentimes you just get away with it. And the principle we're operating under here is we want people to make their own decisions and do their own research to learn what is the right thing. Now, my inkling of any type of censorship is anything that is censored because of alleged non-truth would automatically mean, in my mind, that anything that is not censored on that platform is true. Unfortunately, that's not the case. And under, you know, the 230 Communications Decency Act, there's an option between a publisher and a platform. We want to be the true platform that 230 was actually designed to be. Free speech across the board, agree, disagree. If you say something false, let somebody else chime in and prove it why it's wrong. No, absolutely. And that's called a discussion. That's how America was started. (laughs) This weird thing. It's this weird thing called the First Amendment. Yeah, just a, a very strange thing, and there's a reason it was the first. So the platform is launching. How can people get it? 
Uh, we can go to the App Store, download it. Uh, it's a free space. It's our own app, freespacesocial.com. And um, it will be out. We're, we're, we're in the process of updating the, uh, the desktop browser. So you, will be, you can use it from your desktop right now, but it will be much more integrated in the uh, coming month here. So uh, we encourage everybody to get it on their smartphone, on their App Store. But one of the things that we did is, you know, we've seen other platforms that have had problems where they get taken off of Amazon Web Services or something like that. Our web browser and our app are the exact same interface. So God forbid someone ever goes to take us off, we can, um, we, you can just download the browser and run it the exact same as an app from your home screen on your smartphone. Kind of like the online gambling sites, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we, we, we don't like to model off the gambling sites per se. However, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Just speaking from experience, that's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, that's very cool. Now, uh, let's talk about functionality. What are some of the features that they're going to be able to enjoy? Because, you know, there's like Parlor had its problems. And then we're also on Getter, which is really doing well. And then we have a lot of other smaller sites coming up. What do you guys hope to differentiate as far as functionality? So, I mean, the, you know, I'm not going to speak ill of any other platforms out there. But I can tell you, we have all the same functions as um as all the major sites out there now we've recently recruited a number of news sites i mean we have distinct news feeds where you can view you know for instance newsmax tv which i'm a host on you can view you know life zet you have a couple other ones you know there's a post millennial they're all up there in the streaming news feed just like a you know you would see on facebook or something like that and the intent there was to make sure that you had availability to uh look at a wide range of news from anything that you'd want to see for you know, pop culture to politics to everything. But also we have the ability to add people very rapidly. So if you're a news site out there, you can contact us uh, through the free space, uh, through the free space app and through our uh, free space, social.com and, and get in touch with us. And we'll put your news feed up there. And as it updates live on your site or your publication, it'll automatically update. So you don't have to post, uh, every single article like you do on some of these other sites. Uh, and the other thing is to follow these, to get with these, you just do the same thing you do on any other site. You just follow it and it, you can have alerts set up and get informed minute by minute. Now, that's great, and especially on the posting, because I, I can't stand it when we post an interview or somebody to a link to our page. And, for example, the, the picture doesn't show up and it's just right. a bunch of text. Right. They, they give you like some long link with like 77 numbers behind it and people are yeah. staring at it and say, what is this? We, we don't have that. No, that's really good. And when did you launch officially? So we've been uh, we, we tested it and we wanted to slow roll and see how it worked out and make sure we worked out all the bugs before we launched. But we recently sponsored the Belford fight, uh, which actually President Trump moderated. Uh, and that was that served much as a hard launch for us. Okay, very cool. Yeah, that's um, that's where Trump got a bunch of cheers, but then the um, the Brandon cheers for Joe Biden started happening everywhere else in the country. I remember. Yeah, that let's go well. Brandon. Let's go Brandon. Hashtag Let's go Brandon. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing yeah, what catches very good on. Stuff. I I saw your um, your CEO put out a statement after Facebook got shut down. Just that Facebook always does nefarious things, the timing wise. You know, you got this whistleblower coming out, and we don't know if she's a disgruntled employee or what. But nevertheless, she's coming out, and then Facebook goes down for a record-setting nine hours. 
I saw you guys put out a statement about that from your CEO. Not really completely just based, you know, saying this exactly what happened, but there's a lot of speculation. What did you guys think when you saw that? Well, I mean, here's the thing is what we thought was, wow, Facebook is down. I mean, as is a lot of people across the country. And it's funny because so many people today get their news from these social media sites, especially like, look, I'm in TV. I, I am trying to stay up to date every five minutes with this stuff. And when something like that goes down, it was a, it had a huge ripple effect on a lot of the industry. Um, you know, we have ensured ways that we can through different types of, of hosting and servers that that's not going to happen to us because it's not a, we don't have a singular point of failure. And, you know, Facebook, as big as it was, it just believed that it was too big to fail like that. And, you know, I'm not going to make speculations. Uh, the whistleblower, I think, you know, it's been widely proven that she is a, a paid Democratic operative. Um, so, you know, what her motives are and were, I mean, during the, the, the testimony, she literally said the government should create a, a body that could hire me so I can oversee Facebook. It's like, I, I think it's a little bit self-serving on that end, but... I, I don't, you know, I don't begin to understand the background of tech stuff. I can barely use the calculator app on my iPhone, but which is a testament to free space that I figured that out in about a, an hour. So um, I think that it was it, it really wakes people up to see how dependent they are and should they diversify. There's a bunch of people out there who's like, oh, you know, I'm good on Facebook. I'm good on Instagram. Uh, I don't need to join another platform. Well, it went down for nine hours. Next time it might go down for nine days, nine months, nine years. So diversify your platform. Well, we do that on the show for sure. And we're going to sign up for this free space is the app. You can get it on the Apple store and Google play. And uh, Carl, a lot of people know you from being a Trump appointed official. What do you think of the current mess we're in with this um, regime that wants to introduce socialism to America? Well, I got to say, you know, I ask everybody who, I ever have a chance to, to talk about this is like, what did you vote for? And they say, oh, well, I really hated Trump. It's like, well, that's not really what you voted for. That's what you voted against. Like, I want to know. I mean, Joe Biden just came out a 38 percent approval rating in a poll today. I mean, it's not that's not great for him. I think people are starting to wise up. And I'm I'm the type of guy like you couldn't like I love Trump hands down. OK, independent of anything I do on the professional scale. Personally, I absolutely love the guy. I think he did a bang up job in office. Uh, I think that he was exactly what we needed at the time. Would I have tweeted something differently? Yeah, but then again, I wasn't the guy who made a couple billion dollars that afforded me to be able to run for president and become the leader of the free world. So who am I to criticize? I, I think that what we're seeing now is the product of the social justice monster that is literally eating itself. They elected somebody who is basically a shell, put him into office and there's people behind the scenes that are longtime democratic players that are pushing these radical policies influenced by people like AOC and I mean, Bernie Sanders has a role in the budget. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. Bernie Sanders, the gift that keeps on giving. We are seeing parents that are going to be attacked by the DOJ, like the KG, KGB. Mm. Um, it, it's just very interesting to see what's happening in our country. And yeah. I know the 38% you mentioned, I doubt it's even that high. I think that's a little fluff right there. Yeah. Well, you know, ironically, uh, under our healthcare system, those 38% are also all eligible for CAT scans at this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. They are. And uh, there's a reason the Let's Go Brandon chants are happening everywhere, even in places that aren't Alabama. 
I mean, you're right. talking about college games and everything like that. These yeah. are things we can talk about on the free space app, right, Carl? Well, you can you can say anything you want. And look, here's the deal. If you say something dumb on this app, everyone else is free to criticize you for it. And, you know, you don't the First Amendment doesn't give you the right to be right, but it does give you the right to say some stupid stuff sometimes. And you know what? We're going to let the free market sort that one out. That's how it's supposed to be. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show to talk about this. We're going to put a link to free space on the buffshow.com for everybody to check out. Carl, keep up the good work because like we've been saying, we need new uh we need we need new entities coming up. We need these things to happen. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right. That'll do it for tonight on the Buff Show. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next time. You guys stay smart out there. I'm a gun-toking patriot, God-bearing patriot. Pricing why they mad, cause I'm really maybe faking it. Free speech advocate, it's on my mind, I'm saying it. I'm about to buy another gun and ain't nobody taking it. Gun-toting, Bible-reading, God-believing, truth-speaking, American, this magazine.